Well, hey everybody, I want to welcome you to what is week six and our final installment of our Keep Going series, a series that we started six weeks ago as a direct response to a lot of questions that we had coming in. How do Christians respond when life is overwhelming, when things are beyond our control? And the Bible has a lot to say about that about leaning into Jesus and following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And over the last six weeks, if you haven't had a chance to to be a part of the messages, I would encourage you to go back and look because we've learned a lot of great things from God's Word and how we address, handle, manage, and directly address these circumstances in life in order to keep going as we lean into God. Today, I am joined by several of my friends and staff members. I'm super excited to have them with us. Joining me is Steve Doolin, who's our Associate Pastor of Community Engagement. And next to Steve, I've got Terry Hodson, who's our Office Manager. We actually call her Mama Terry because she runs this joint. Right. Legit, like we work for her. Yep. She tells us what to do all the time. <clears throat> and what not to do. And what not. More, more, right. more right. of what not to do than what to do. And then also joining me as an uh, individual I introduced you to recently is our new youth pastor, Russell. Super excited to have Russell joining us as well. Guys, if I were to give a title to today's message, it would be Celebrate. We have a lot of tools that God gives us to keep going. Not the least of what, which is what we're going to look at today. And, and that's how we can, we can keep going in times of uncertainty, moments that are overwhelming in our lives, by celebrating what God does, even the, the smallest things, the details. He's in the details. God is in the details. Yep. And we could look at how we can keep going because of where we've been, where we're at, and what God promises us. And we can celebrate how God's been with us. The Bible doesn't say that he's going to take us away from the overwhelming moments, but it does promise that he'll never leave us and that he's never going to forsake us. Mm-hmm. And that's something to celebrate. That's right. something mm-hmm. to hold on to. And as we trust all the more that, that God isn't going to leave us and he's not going to forsake us, we can look at the, these moments in our lives these miracles where God has brought us through and we can celebrate those. And so today, that's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to look at some scriptures, some passages together that is going to help us understand all the more the value add to our life and the call to commit to, to celebrating God through the worship of, of celebration. All right, so we're going to look at that in a minute. And if you want right now, let me encourage you to stop and grab your Bible and turn to Psalm 145. Psalm 145 is where we're going to be all day today. And then as we dive into the scriptures, we're going to get to hear a little bit from each buddy, each buddy, each and everybody, each buddy about these miracles, these moments, these things that we're celebrating together. But before we do, and as you're grabbing your Bible, let's start with prayer and we'll dive in together. All right. Father, I thank you for this team and I thank you for this time. I thank you for your word. And I pray that as we celebrate your word, as we read it, I pray that it would become active and alive in us. Yes. Meet us where we're at. Move us where you want us to go. And God, I pray that today, as we celebrate you, who you are, and what you're doing, that God, you would know that we love you and we appreciate you and we are grateful to you and for you and we celebrate you. And I pray now that the words of our mouths and that the meditations of our hearts will be received as a gift to you alone. Holy and pleasing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Guys, with your Bible open, Psalm 145. Now, if you're not familiar, Psalm is a collection of songs Mm -hmm. and hymns and spiritual prayers and praises. A lot of the Psalms are written by King David. Psalm 145 is actually one of the last recorded Psalms, and it's really a sentiment as much as anything else, where David now is, he's nearing the end of his life. Solomon, his son, has been appointed and anointed to be the next king over Israel. 
It's been promised. God has made it super clear. David is installing him. And as he's reflecting over the course of his life, he's writing about lessons learned and the things that matter most to him. So this psalm actually falls in line with a collection of other psalms. And I just want to read the first seven verses together today. But I would encourage you to read the rest of the psalm. In fact, I'd encourage you to read all the psalms because it tells this amazing story of God helping David and the other psalmists to keep going in the midst of the circumstances in life that are overwhelming. But I want to read just seven verses together today. Psalm 145, and it says this. This is a psalm of praise of David. It's actually a a poem that was uniquely written with the Hebrew characters of the alphabet, but music is to be played to this, and collectively they, they sing it together as a celebration. So here David writes this sentiment of praise, a psalm of praise of King David. And he says in verse 1, I will exalt you, my God and King. Now this is somebody who over the course of his life can literally reflect on everything. And he's choosing to reflect most on celebrating God. That's good. <clears throat> and praise your name forever and ever. Like he knows his time is running out. It's coming to the end. And he's saying with my final breath, I'm going to continue to celebrate you mm-hmm. and praise you. Yeah. And I want the next generation to know about you. Mm-hmm. There was actually a thing culturally in, in their heritage and in their history where they wanted for their next generation to be even greater worshipers of God than they themselves were and that the generation before them was. But in, in order to ensure that they were going to be these amazing worshipers of God, it was, it was incumbent upon their generation, their parents, and their community to teach the next generation how to worship. And that's why they call this a sentiment of praise as much as anything else, because David is actually using this as a tool, as a resource to teach Solomon, his son, and others around them to be great worshipers of God, to celebrate God. So he sets the stage right up front. I will exalt you, my God and my King, and praise your name forever and ever. Verse 2, and I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Now, you and I know as parents, all of us here know as parents, that if we have to repeat ourselves to our kids, it's because it's pretty important. Mm-hmm. Right. Either they didn't get it the first time, or we, are, we really want to make sure that they understand the value of what we're saying. David's repeating himself, not because Solomon didn't hear or that others didn't understand, but because it's that vital to their faith and to their relationship with God. Check out verse 3. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of our praise. No one can measure his greatness. If you know anything about metrics in the Old Testament, they had detailed manners in which they measured weight and distances. So David is using as a word picture here something significant to say how great God is. That there's literally no way to even calculate how cool God is. And he goes on in verse 4, let each generation This is what I was talking about just a minute ago. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. That's celebration. Like how else are they going to know unless you tell them? They can't hear unless you tell them. This, what we have here, the printed, written word of God that we've given out over 1,300 Bibles is amazing. I celebrate that. Mm -hmm. But what is so unique about their culture, outside of the Chronicles and the scribes writing down There were very, very, very few individuals who had access to the scrolls or to written word of God. They relied on oral tradition. 
within their culture, within their tribes, within their people groups, to tell others of the greatness of God. They committed the word of God to memory and they celebrated these unbelievable miracles in each moment with every generation that passed. He says, let each generation tell its children the mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. Proclamation, it is a a grand telling, right? Like it's a big, think about a megaphone and it's somebody who, who is demanding or commanding attention and they're proclaiming something that is significant. It's sounding the alarms. Verse five through seven to the end. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue and I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. Mm -hmm. Take that in. Mm-hmm. Take that in. He is literally telling Papa God how much he loves him, how grateful he is for him. But let's not forget that as David writes this sentiment, this is a man who for two decades was pursued by his father-in-law mm-hmm. who tried to kill him, whose own son turns on him, overthrows the king, forces David and his mighty army to live in caverns and in the wilderness over and over and over again David has experienced tremendous obstacles some were obstacles that he created himself as we we learn about in 2 Samuel 11 when when one of his mighty men is off fighting and he sees this this beautiful woman taking a bath and he ends up making a horrible decision and so he's dealing with the consequences of his own actions isn't that true of us sometimes? That we're, we're oh, yeah. overwhelmed with life circumstances. And sometimes it's because of things that we've done or things that we've said or things that we should have done that we omitted and didn't do. Mm-hmm. Regardless, the sentiment of feeling overwhelmed is real. Mm-hmm. But what I love about David's final sentiments, his final thoughts, is that it's on celebration. He didn't say, woe is me. Look at how hard my life was. Help me feel better about myself. He said, listen. God, in all things, God, praise, God, celebrate, God, the miracles, God, worthy of praise, God, all things, God. And that's what we want to do. I believe with all my heart that in the same way we've been talking about two weeks ago, the three different aspects of our call as Christians to live that embody all of it, where it's love and live and labor. And what we talked about last week, where we're called to do life and ministry together, that God uses each one of those as tools to help us keep going in times that are overwhelming. One of the other resources that God gifts us, and it is a gift, is the ability to reflect on what he's done for us and how great he is. How, how, How even, I think about the Israelites as they're wandering the desert. It didn't seem like a miracle in the moment. In fact, the people were, were grousing about the fact, oh, here we go. These, these honey wafers and, 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 and water. I mean, like, like this manna. What is this manna? And, they were, and yet they, they were, God provided every day. There was miracle in the manna. Even in the things that seem insignificant, God is worthy of our praise. So that's what we want to do. We want to we celebrate what God is doing. And so I've invited these friends of mine to come and, and help us celebrate that today as we lean in all the more to God. Steve, as the associate pastor of community engagement, man, I know... 
it's hard to be around you without it being contagious how excited you are about what God is doing in our community right now. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more. We've heard a lot about it already, but I want you to talk about the significance of what God has done and why he is worthy of praise. Mm-hmm. Well, it almost makes me emotional. It's crazy. This is just coming up like this. But like in God's sovereignty, um, he knew that my wife and I were coming here. Mm. He knew that COVID-19 would happen. Yeah. He knew that this church was on the bubble and ready to go. He knew that all of these things were in place and how it would, would come to, to fruition but, or to, to be. But, but all of that had to be done with obedience. Right. Yeah. And, and we had to follow through. And so uh, it's exciting to me now, looking back as we finished last week, like we get to celebrate what we were able to accomplish, but it wasn't on our strength and our uh, momentum that this happened. It's in God's sovereignty sure. and through that obedience that's good. That's good. That, that we were able to reach so far. And so I do, I celebrate with you and with everybody, like mm-hmm. what transpired and who we reached and how many and, and all of those things. And so it just, it's, it, it comes alive and it makes me so excited. And to know that this is just the tip of the iceberg, Seems right? Like, like, like there's so many people that need Jesus and so many people that we have yet to reach. And, uh, it's just this massive picture, um, but God is calling us to more than just COVID-19 yeah. and, and and to more than where we are now. Yeah. And so we're excited to be able to plan that. But but I do, I want to celebrate with everybody what we accomplished yeah. too. So yeah, For sure. You know, when I think back to the elders and our leadership team and our staff, you know this because, mm-hmm. well, you don't, you're, you're brand new. <laughs> you guys know this. Every year we go into, toward the end of the year, really a season of fasting and prayer and celebrating and reflecting and then intentionally seeking God for what he wants to do in us and through us in the coming year. Mm-hmm. Terry, would you have ever imagined when we started talking back in October of 2019 and we really felt like this one word that God kept bringing up over and over again was reach, reach. that we want to reach further in our faith and farther mm-hmm. into our community. Would you have ever imagined what that would have meant? Because Steve, you just talked about the impact. How many lunches did we give out in nine weeks? 12,744 lunches. Wow. Meals. That's not individual people, but the number of people reached through that is actually in my mind, and I believe it to be true, it's more than 12,000. Absolutely. The the number of people that all of us have influence on is absolutely, it's so much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've heard you say this before, that every number has a name, and every name has a story, and every story matters to God. That's right. And that is so, so true. Um, God gave us all of these people. That's right. Uh He opened the doors and allowed us into their lives just a little bit. Yeah. And and we got to speak into their lives and grow relationship with people we didn't even know before. And so that's super exciting to watch that grow within our own volunteers, our staff and the people of Blair and Washington County. It's just great. So what, what God is, didn't just open doors. He kicked open doors. That's right. That's right. It's It's huge. I love what, I love what Steve said. You know, a lot of times we'll get some some feedback from people that say, man, you guys sure seem like you care a lot about numbers. We absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Unapologetically yeah. care about numbers. Right. Numbers, matter to to. numbers matter to God. Numbers matter to God. There's a book. I mean, I mean, yeah, 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 the book of what? Numbers. Yeah, and so here's the thing. Though. It's not just numbers for numbers' sake. Right. right. We're not just a social gathering. We are all about 
impact and, and, and reaching the least of these for Jesus. Yeah. And we want to be able to, to celebrate the 12,744 because those numbers represent a name and those names each have a story and those yeah. stories matter to God. And Terry, mm -hmm. you have one number and name and story in particular that God has used not only to bless a family, but to radically change your life. Yeah. I'd love for you to share with our church family and those Can in our I community. Yeah, knock yourself out. Okay. And, and talk about how God did that. Um, yeah, this, I, I try not to get emotional. I've been praying the last couple of days that I would not break down in front of all of you. So I'm trying to try not to do that. But, um, for me, this was, oh, great. We're going to take some lunches to some kids that need it. And maybe some old people and that's great. And our volunteers are doing that. And, you know, I work in the office and I'm good and right. no big deal. And then they said, well, you know, we're going to let our volunteers do this. I'm like, good, let them do it. You know, that's fine. I'm happy. I'm good. Yeah. And then they asked one day, like, you know, we've, we've got a route that could you do? Could you take a couple days? And I'm like, sure. Because then COVID happened mm -hmm. and we aren't doing a lot in the office. So yeah. I'm like, absolutely. I need to get out of the house. So I started this route and there's a person on the route that I got to meet. And she's a single parent of three boys mm -hmm. who, oh my God, I love this gal. She... Okay, if you gave to the lunches, if you helped with the lunches, whatever it was, this is why you did it. Amen. Yeah, is why yeah. is because of this Sit. lady. Come on, she um, was in a really, really rough time in yeah. her life. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not talking just financially. Spiritually, she felt God had abandoned her, mm. and so she actually, how God knows everything yeah. and plans everything right. out. She came to a funeral here. Never come to our church, but came to a funeral here about a month before COVID. Hmm. Then she felt the spirit. She said, I knew when I came to this church that God was trying to get my attention. Hmm. So that was like a aha moment for her. And then a couple weeks later, she got diagnosed with cancer. And so she went through with the surgery, did all that. And she's pretty much alone, but her boys, she has three boys. And so then COVID happened and she was like, I can't go out. I need to stay home. Like she really needed to quarantine, yeah. but she also can't work. She needs some help. So she's seen on our Facebook page that we had these free lunches. And so she actually, she said it's beyond her why she did it, but she reached out because mm -hmm. she's not one to ask for help. So Pretty she good. did. So we started taking our lunches, and for the first couple of weeks, it was we brought our lunches, and that was about it. But then we started talking, and she started sharing some of her story mm -hmm. and the fact that she said, Terry, it's not the lunches. Mm -hmm. I am not grateful for the lunches. Yeah. I'm grateful for my re restoration and my relationship with Christ. Amen. You, so not me, God brought her yep. through the lunch program, yeah. through the people who were administered. Because it's just not me. There's other people yeah, yeah, that yeah, delivered yeah, to her. Yeah. And have taken her family under her wing. And I can't tell you over and over just the things that have happened in her life that God answered her prayer through this. Yeah. And she didn't even ask. God knew. She asked God. God knew. God answered her prayer without having to say a single thing to a human. And it blows my mind because I don't know... I haven't seen God work like that probably for a while. Like, I've been ignorant to God myself. Mm -hmm. And twofold on this also, I got the opportunity. Um, you know, God knocks on my heart too, and I actually ignore him sometimes. And I, 
I regret that, but I think we all do that at times. And there was something that God kept saying he wanted me to do. And I kept ignoring that knock. And finally, then I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And so then I asked the gal that God had been nudging me to, yeah. you need to start a relationship. You need to start a conversation. You need to do something. And so I reached out to her and said, would you like to come deliver lunches with me? And so she good. said, absolutely. Yeah, and so, so this thing has blessed her. It's yeah. blessed mm-hmm. me. It's blessed the family. And what you were preaching here in Psalms 40, uh, 145, if you go further down, And verse 13, the Lord always keeps his promise. He is gracious in all he does. Mm, The Lord helps the fallen and he lifts those bent beneath their loads. Mm -hmm. The eyes of all who look in hope. He give them their food as they need it. When they open their hand, you satisfy the hunger and the thirst of every living thing. So good. The Lord is righteous in everything he does, and he is filled with kindness. Amen. So you might have started it, but in the middle no, that's good. Is, is kind of what my story is about the meals and yep. how yep. the numbers do matter. Because I know of those meals that went to a family who, they're coming here when we open up. Yeah, yeah. They're okay. excited. They're, she wants to serve. She, she yep. can't do yeah. enough. But we're stuck. But, oh, her heart is so good. Yeah, chop it. Yeah, saying? yeah. Like, like, what you just shared, Terry, is is what it's all about. That's why we celebrate. And I feel mm-hmm. like, um, if only for the one, if yeah. only for the one, one. soul. Yeah. How can you put a price, That's no right. matter what it it's is, so mm-hmm. on one soul? Yeah. Yeah. We all have somebody in our life, some closer than others, of someone we want to know Jesus and have a relationship so bad. Yeah. And if somebody's able to speak into so their life on. because of a meal or, or because of whatever, yeah. man, we got to celebrate that. Right. We got to go do it. We got to go give you just one, one, yeah. one, yeah. you yeah. can't put a price on it. And so I did, I celebrate with you, Terry. Amen. I celebrate with this church, all of us. Yeah. It, it is so vital. Just uh, go do it. We celebrate every single one of those numbers. Yes. And one can be the most powerful number in the world. We actually did a series and invited one of our friends to come in a couple of years ago, Jeff Manis, and we talked about the power of one and how that number can change everything. This was one act of kindness that changed this woman's life and the trajectory of her life this side of heaven and her three boys. And now she's got not just meals, she's got community. Yeah. She's got continuing that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Terry, I'm so proud of you. And you said it already, but I want I want you to take a minute, Steve, and just Terry said, look, for any of you who were involved with giving to this or or, or volunteering to this, this is because of of your your obedience. Mm -hmm. Talk about that just for a second, Steve, and let's celebrate the people who have actively, selflessly given to God and to others. Well, I just feel like and it's not just about giving of resources even. It's giving of time. Yeah. It's giving of energy. It's it's giving of prayer. Yeah. Like like we all have gifts and and we have those and we may not even know what those gifts are. Yeah. But whatever those gifts are, if we're told or or they're brought up, we should act on them. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, you know, to some he's given given the gift of giving, to others he's given prophecy and right, all this other right, stuff, and, right. and and we need to go do those things. But yeah. but in that, um, just know that because you're obedient, because you're following through the, with with that, lives are being changed forever. 
And it is huge for us. I mean, if you think about the, the whole, the whole picture, it was $5,000 a week we spent. Um, God provided every dime for that through you, through this church, through other entities. We, in the beginning, didn't even know where this was coming from. 44 meals the first day. We had no idea. No idea. And we maxed out at 303 in one day. And so, like, but God knew those numbers. In his sovereignty, he knew exactly what we were facing and what would be needed. And he provided everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. everything. Terry, you talked about sometimes we don't get involved because we don't think we have value to add. You talk, I mean, we've talked or about I that ignore, a lot. I ignore the spirit sometimes. Or you ignore sometimes. Or there, there's a lot of different reasons that people are reluctant to act. There's actually a thing called a sin of omission. Yeah. We think about sins as commission. Cussing, gluttony, extramarital affairs, murder, like the, the, the really big ones. Right. But there's a sin of omission where you know like you know that God's called you to do something yeah. and you don't act right. in obedience. Right. That's actually as egregious to God <laughs> as anything else. And you said something, Steve, that I want to talk about briefly. You talked about, and it's, a, it's Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 11, but you just referenced this. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the capital C church, all of us. And we right. are so grateful to those of you from Passageway Church Pastor Amen. Nick, Pastor Andy, all of you who chose to come alongside yep. of us and celebrate the Capital C Church, I praise God for you. Yep. I'm grateful for you, and I pray a blessing over your ministry Amen. that God mm-hmm. would, would use you to advance His kingdom and make Absolutely. His name famous in Washington County. Yep. But as we look at the Capital C Church, it says that He gave some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work, to build up the church, which is the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Guys, this is all of us. Mm-hmm. This is representative of each and every one of us, yeah. not just on staff. Right. right. People right. have looked at the church for far too long and said, well, they're paid to do it. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. We are still acting in obedience out of what God's called us to. Right. We have the blessing to be able to do this vocationally, but we are all called Amen. to Amen. live a life yeah. that is set apart for God and that glorifies him by serving the orphans and the widows and the least of these. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just want to implore you, what Terry said is so crucial, to, to step out in faith and obedience yep. mm-hmm. and find where you fit, yep. mm-hmm. how your gifts how your passions, how your spiritual, the word is anisopirio, that God stirs up a fire within you to where you can't not act. You've yep. got to act and come to us and let us know you're interested. We have got so many areas yep. that you can be involved now yep. in the church as we get ready to, to open our doors again. We have renovated and revamped our children's ministry. We're refacing the worship center. We're, we're getting ready to redo our life groups. There's so many amazing things going on in the life of the church that every single one of us, every one of us not only can, but we are called to serve. Yeah. And yeah. when you do, Terry said it. She went thinking she was blessing somebody else. I got a huge... I'm blessed because of Amen. her. Praise God. Yeah. Of yeah. that. Super proud of you, Terry. Yeah. So, so good. Another thing that we're celebrating. We love the students that God has given us here in this community. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that we learned as we started our, our ministry almost four years ago now, which is crazy to believe how fast this has gone. We did these things called soil interviews as we studied Jesus in the context of our culture. We interviewed over 60 civic leaders and influencers in this community. We asked them all the same questions, Mm -hmm. our staff and our elders. And there was one answer. We got several answers that were really similar, but there was one answer that kept coming back over 
and over and overwhelmingly over again. And that was this community needs something for students. That's good. We have got to have something for students. And as a church, we are listening and we're responding to that felt need in an effort to give the real need of Jesus. And we're celebrating what God has done in our students. November 16th was the, the first Wednesday night that I came. And was, I think it was Wednesday. It was that week anyway. November the, the 6th was the, the, yeah, the Sunday I preached. And so that would make 17, that was 19. Years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. There was 44 students when we started. Before the year was over, we had 125 students coming to our student ministries. We've got amazing volunteers that have been pouring themselves into our students. And we've got so many amazing students. And we want to do even more to help them encounter Christ so that their life is changed forever. And as a byproduct, we made the decision as a church that we were going to invest resources, energy, monies, and vision into our students. Mm -hmm. And a byproduct of that is you. We are so excited to celebrate that God has brought us Russell and Rachel and their two kids, Charlie and, and, and Frankie. Yeah. But you've got a super cool story about how you even ended up here. You've been a youth pastor for the last five years in right. Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you're a Nebraska Cornhuskers fan and not a Wildcat fan. Die, so so that makes sense why yeah. you'd come back home, right. go Big Red. But I want you to celebrate for us, with us, how God has been moving in your life in this season that has prepared you for such a time as this. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, so as, uh, as you mentioned, for the last five years, we've been on staff at a church in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is where my wife is literally born and raised, the same church for 25 years her entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been serving the Lord, always known that we've been called to the ministry. And it's been tough because I've had to work, you know, full time outside of the church just to make ends meet for our family. So the past five years, you know, working 75, 80 hours a week, um, doing what I had to do because, because like, as they're saying, it's, it, Within my DNA, I know that that's just, this is what I'm called to do, which is ministry, and it's being obedient and saying yes yeah. to the Lord. So for the last five years, it's been my yes. And uh, I believe that that has prepared me for such a time as this. But to fast forward to about three months ago, um, I had a dream, and I'm not one to over-spiritualize things. I don't sure. like to try to say, thus saith the Lord, um, to things like that. But I knew that God was trying to get my attention in this dream. And it wasn't but a week later, I started noticing um, that I started seeing this number, 855, you know, over and over again. And after that, he brought to my memory the story of Balaam and his donkey in mm-hmm. Numbers 22. Sure, sure, sure. And um, so as I began to walk through this process of knowing that our season was changing, um, I was trying to force things to happen. As we do, God speaking, so let me get in the way mm-hmm. uh, and try to make things happen. Um, so we, we began to, to seek out opportunity. And, and, and what you mentioned about being really intentional and careful, we were as well. Um, and I only had applied to four churches, um, and this was the last one. But I was in Omaha about three weeks ago to catch a flight to a church in Idaho for an interview. Crazy. I drive in at 11. I get here at 11 a.m. that Monday like y'all, y'all drove straight from Bowling yeah, Green, yeah. drove through the night. Left at midnight, got here at 11 a.m., and I'm tired, but I'm you know pushing through. We're, we're here. My family's here, so we're excited to see them. And about 1 o'clock, Steve calls me, and I, I'd forgotten, actually, that I had applied. And um, I kind of blew off Pastor Andrew, and I had to apologize for that, but yeah. not really. He, they sent me this amazing questionnaire, and I wanted to take my time. Anyways. Just like the rest of the staff. <laughs> All Long the time. story short. Um, <laughs> Pastor Steve calls me, and he was like, hey, we got your resume. want to know if you're interested. And I'm like, it just so happens that I'm here. Like, obviously, we don't believe in coincidence, but 
So I'm here and he said, let's meet. And it was crazy for five days. I knew within probably the first 10 minutes um, that I was like, okay, nothing else really matters. Like these are the type of people that I want to connect myself to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember on Tuesday, so I got a job offer that Friday, but Tuesday I called the pastor in Idaho. I said, Hey, this is not a sure thing where I'm at. I said, but I just need to cancel. I just feel like the Lord is speaking. Steve said, the Lord came and kicked this door wide open. I wasn't even supposed to be here. Kentucky had a no travel ban. I broke that to be here Hmm. for God to open this door um, that I didn't even feel qualified for. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it was close to family. So I said, hey, you know, let's apply and see what happens. Um, so, so within the matter of five days, it was just this crazy, but really amazing process that, that we all went through and I got to meet everybody and it just always felt so natural. Um, and I just knew that, okay, this is what God had all these doors that had closed before all these things that I went through, all these trials that really, that God had been putting us through, preparing us for was for such a time as this. And then in the come in on the, I guess the heels of what God has been doing, I'm just like, I'm home. Yeah. This is where I was meant to be. Yeah. So it's amazing. And to see those moments, Russell, you've talked about it a lot. And so is Rachel. Those moments that are really, as you look back on them over the last three months, are miracles. Yeah. You yeah. may not have identified them as miracles in that moment. Right. But as you look back and you say, man, this has been a difficult season. And as you transition, you say, man, that was a miracle. Yeah. And God was in that. And God used this individual. And God used that time. Right. There have been a lot of those. Yeah. 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 Like even up to this last week and right. how people lined up to say goodbye and yeah. and send you out and what a blessing that has been. Yeah. And so we are celebrating. We are so excited. And I know that you've got some really great ideas and some big dreams about where we're headed with student ministries, mm-hmm. even as soon as this summer. Yeah. And so you're going to hear more from, from Pastor Russell and get to experience what God's going to do in and through him and the student ministries. But it's just something else that we're celebrating as we look back over the culmination of a crazy season. <laughs> I'm reminded that the Bible says what Satan means for death and destruction, God will use for his good and glory. Come on. What Satan intends to do to derail us and to keep us from Christ, God, the Bible says he makes beauty from ashes, that he restores and he regenerates and he redeems. And it's those moments that I look over the course of my life and I look over the course of my ministry and I look over the course of my marriage and I look over the course of my kids and I look over the course of this ministry here that is Country Bible Church and I can't not keep going. Yeah. Come on, you know what I mean? I, I, can't, I can't not keep yeah. going yeah. because it means I would miss the next chapter. Right. Right. And it's difficult. It's hard. It doesn't make sense. And there are days I don't want to roll out of bed. Come on, let's be honest. There are days where I'm overwhelmed and I don't know what to do. So what we do is the next right thing, the next best thing. We lean into God. We trust the Holy Spirit and we allow him to lead. But the thing that keeps me going is this celebration. Knowing that, that God has been, that God is, and God will be. And that if I don't keep going, I'll miss out on those miracles. I'll miss out on those moments. I'll miss out on... The, the ministry that we have in front of us. And I want to finish our time together at the very end of Psalm 145, verse 18 to the end. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. There is absolutely somebody watching right now. And you feel 
like Terry mentioned, this, this, this woman felt that God's abandoned you. You feel that you're absolutely lost. You feel like you, you know, Russell didn't get to really go into too much, but there was a season where it almost felt like God's voice was silent. Mm-hmm. He knew God was calling him to something, but then it was just silence. And you feel like you, you can't hear from God or you're not sure what God is calling you. Or you feel almost angry because God pulls you away from something. Steve's story, mm-hmm. where he had the most dynamic ministry in the entire state of Wyoming for 10 years. And God called him out of that season. And there was almost a sentiment, if I'm being honest, of resentment. Almost, not, not at God, but like, man, why would you, why would right. you, right? Yeah. I don't want to tell your story, but just talk about that for a second. Well, it's just, I, it, I keep going back today to, yes, we're talking about celebration, but in that celebration is obedience. Absolutely. And, and if we're obedient, if you are obedient, we get to celebrate with you. And so I celebrate that I'm here today. I celebrate that my family is here today. Yes, it's been extremely difficult. There's been highs and lows and all of everything in between since we've been here. And there will continue to be. But when did David write this? At the end of his life. And did he worry about all the lows in that? No. He celebrated all the highs and all the great things that God did in him and through him. And and that's because of his obedience. That's really good. Even though he was very disobedient as well throughout his life. He cries out about that, too. Correct. In some of those psalms. Terry, I'm going to be honest, too. And and I know you're not prepared to talk about this. We don't have to get into too much. But I'm just being completely honest. I started here November the 6th, 2016, and within the first three months I was here, you were in my office ready to resign because we were going through a lot. There's a lot of change. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hurts. There's a lot of hangups. There's a lot of dysfunction. It was really difficult that season. Mm-hmm. Imagine if the enemy had gotten a hold of you and you had walked away. I don't know where away. I would be. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to think about we that. We celebrate that. Yeah. I praise God that you didn't go. Anywhere. I mean, I didn't let you go anywhere. No. But I praise God that you're a part of it. Think about that. It was difficult. And in that in that moment and in that time, we didn't want to go through that. And I yeah. say we because we went through But if we didn't go through that, we wouldn't be able to celebrate the 356 lives that the, had given themselves to Jesus. And one of those, my son. And your son. Mm-hmm. Your son. Also, you, Jesus. one of the coolest stories of my 22 years of ministry is her mm-hmm. son, Celebrating his life Amen. in Jesus, super cool. I, I just gotta tell you, this is this is how much I love Terry. She's a rule follower to the T. So I get done preaching. Most of the time. Almost a year ago, I get done preaching, and at the end of the the sermon, I'm like, Hey, look, if any of you feels compelled right now, like you feel like God is calling you to surrender your life to Jesus, Terry just said it was in November. It, 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 if, if any of you feel like God is is calling you to surrender your life to Him, mm-hmm. I, I just want to know you. We want to know you. We want to touch. We want to touch base with you. We want to talk to you. I just want to encourage you to raise your hand so we can identify our staff, our, our, our prayer team, our ministry team can identify you, and we want to get to know you. And these hands go up. I think there's about five or six that day. And at the end, I, and I normally can't see because of the lights on the stage, I can't see out into the congregation. But I'm telling you, it was as clear as day. My friend Cole is sitting in the back, and I've gotten to build this super cool relationship with Cole over the last couple of years. And unmistakably, I see him raise his hand. And I get done. I can't even talk at this point. I just start. I'm crying and we're praying. And I get done with service. And we get out. I get off the stage. I can't get there fast enough. And there's literally probably a dozen people around Cole. And I, 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 if you don't know Cole's story, it's super cool. But I, I, I kneel down next to Cole and I'm like, bro. And I just, I hugged him. And I start crying. And Terry, Terry looks around at everybody. And she's like, 
what is going on? She says, what is going on? What is wrong with you people? And I look at her. I said, Terry, did you not see Cole raise his hand to give his life to Jesus? And what did you say to me? Well, you told me not to look. She said, she said you told us to close our eyes and, 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 and just to focus on Jesus. And I was. She didn't even know sitting right next to her boy that she's been praying for forever. Awesome. Then he gave his life to Jesus. Man, that was one of the coolest moments of uh, the ministry. Yeah. Cool. So, so cool. But, it but, was a good day. But if we hadn't gone through the, through the, through the valleys, right. the mountaintops wouldn't mean as much. Right. Absolutely. And everything that we do. That uh-huh. is so true. Um, is not without a doubt. God's word says we will have trials. Yeah. But he's not forgot you in your trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the trials we have, we bring on ourselves. Yeah. And I'm one of those. Like some of the trials I've been through is because I brought them on myself. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I have really focused probably in the last 10 years on not being that person making the wrong choices in the trials. Now, do I still sin? Do I still make some wrong choices? Yes. But yeah. not major ones that I have consequences for, per se. But what do you you have in your life that's great? God. That you haven't had to work hard to achieve. Yeah, you have to. get beat up and go through the muck and the mire and all that. So, like, that praise God that you guys went through that and came out the other side. And God is glorified through it all. Yeah. So. So we share these stories because of verse 18. Yes. The Lord is close to all who call on him. It's not a... It's not an, a, oh. an exclusive club. Right, right. You don't have to have gone through nope. some religion classes or have Bible met some standard or... in order to be met by Jesus and having encountered him and then your life changed forever. Right? He's met each one of us in the middle of our, of our moments where life was just devastating and he's pulled us up and made that a miracle. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to encourage you that wherever you're at right now in life, let our testimonies be an example that God is greater. Yep, yeah. Terry said, in this world, you'll have troubles of many kinds. It didn't stop there. He mm-hmm. says, but take heart. heart. I have overcome the, the world. world. He's ready to meet you. The back part of verse 18, yes, to all who call on him. Here we go, finishing up. He grants the desires of those who fear him, and he hears their cries for help and rescues them. Mm-hmm. The Lord protects all those who love him, but he destroys the wicked. So here's what David says. On the heels of all of this, this is the final part of, part of Psalm 145. I will praise the Lord. And may everyone on earth bless his holy name forever and ever and ever and ever. It's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. To keep going is a choice. To celebrate God is a choice. It's also an act of obedience. Mm -hmm. And we are called to celebrate. One of the greatest tools that I believe God gifts us is the ability to celebrate. And that is one of the greatest ways that we can keep going. I don't know where you're at or what you're faced with right now. Whatever it is, I want to encourage you to look back over your life and give God glory for where he's brought you through those moments of madness that felt like they were insurmountable. How God has, has carried you through those moments. How he's been with you always. And celebrate. Celebrate what God has done. And even now in the midst of whatever madness you might be facing, whatever questions you might be wrestling with, celebrate that God is near to the broken hearted. And that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. And then give him praise in advance for what he's going to do. 
you know, Steve is one of my favorite preachers because he just flat out says it. Uh, he jokes all the time, and I don't like preaching. I don't wax eloquently. But one of the things I love about every time Steve preaches is at the end, he literally and sincerely, every time he says, if you need to talk to somebody, go ahead and finish us. Call me. Call, call the church. Reach out. Mm-hmm. We want to walk with you in this life. You are not alone. Yeah. And uh, we all were in a position similar to you or, or, or like that. And so we want to help you get out of that. If you're in a bad situation, if you're in a good situation, we're going to walk right next to you mm-hmm. and, and, and help you through uh, normal day-to-day life. But really, if you are facing something dark, something treacherous, please Go to our Facebook, go to our, our uh, website, countrybible.org, and reach out to us. Uh, one of us on staff will personally call you, reach out, and get to know you and just hear your story. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and that is the greatest part. We have relationship. This COVID thing's killing me. Yeah. It's killing me because it's cut off a lot of relationship. So right now, maybe it's killing you and you need that relationship. Please reach out. I'll call you. I want to, I want to relate. I want to have that relationship. And I think everybody on staff does too. So please, I would just ask you to walk, walk together. And if you call nine out of 10 times, you're going to get this lady on the phone and she is excited to hear from you and talk with you and pray with you and put you through to the right person. If you need to meet with somebody, if you need a Stephen minister, if you need a counselor, if you want to talk with a pastor, if you just need somebody to listen, this lady is is legit. She will be there to help you and walk with you and navigate through that with you. And then, man, not not just for our students, but I'm going to say this right now. For our students, this is a crazy time, too. Uh There's never been anything like like this in my life before, certainly not in yours. Russell wants to hear from you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to journey through this with you. And so, please, take what Pastor Steve said to heart. It's not lip service. We want to be right. there with you and for you. I just want to celebrate the wins with you as well. So here's what I want to do. Russell, I'd love to have you just close out our time together in prayer yeah. as we finish out this series. Mm. All right. Lord, we thank you, God, for everything that you're doing, God, in this season, Lord, where we can see you every step of the way. Father, I pray for everybody that is watching right now, God, people um, inside the church, outside the church, Lord, that you see them right where they're at. Father, Mm -hmm. we thank you, Lord, for meeting every person's needs, God, the good and the bad, the Mm -hmm. ugly, God, you Mm -hmm. are there. Father, we celebrate it, we love it, and we thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing. We honor you and we bless you today, Jesus. It's your own name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey guys, go love out loud this week. Make a difference. We love you guys.